Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Ross, doing real good. I'm yeah. all excited how, um, as people are listening. I'm in an affiliate summit right now, and I'm probably having a really good time, and I might even be drunk. <laughs> yes, just, yeah, your, 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 your ears might be burning, but not from people thinking about you. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be pretty sweet. I'm jealous. <laughs> Got to grind here at the office. Can't go anywhere. <sighs> even though they're like $89, I think, flights to Vegas. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be excellent. Yeah, so fly out, join me. Come on, come down and visit. <laughs> uh, I don't need to work. <laughs> <laughs> so today we uh, just sort of threw together some ideas for the show, and, and there's actually quite a bit of news to talk about. Uh, there's some pretty yeah. cool stuff going on, some sort of sad, but good, and that's the, the Haiti disaster. Um, uh, now, this is going to be a little bit outdated on Monday, but not too bad. Uh, sure, it'll still be a big issue next yeah. few weeks. And, and I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, everyone's really stepping up. Um, you know, my, my, I myself, my wife and I are going to find a little money to put out there. Uh, the nice thing about Canada, I'm, I'm sure the States is doing something similar, but in Canada, they're, they're matching everyone's donation up to $50 million. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So That's awesome. So we're pretty excited. So, um, you know, what the search engines have done is, is, is they've, like, Yahoo has put on a logo saying, you know, um, help Haiti and and uh, Google's 
providing links to UNESCO and some of the, the really big um, charitable foundations where you can donate. Um, and again, if you're in Canada, uh, I, I'm not clear 100% on how to do it, but I think if you go to like Red Cross or someone that is acknowledged, imagine UNESCO is taking all these, but I, I'd go to the Canadian website and find out. But I think that um, the Canadian government website, find out which ones are going to be supported by this because you want to make sure that you get that 50% bonus. I mean, that's great. Oh, yeah, definitely. So here in the States, there's a couple of things that I've personally done and I've been telling everybody to do. There's a, there's actually a, a, a number that you can text to. It's a 90999. Um, the president's been giving it out. It's a Red Cross number. If you just text the word Haiti to 90999, they'll donate 10 bucks and charge it to your phone bill. And it's so simple. It takes five minutes at the most. And that's if you don't know how to text. It's like a 30 seconds if you do know how to text. Um, just to donate quick. They've already raised over $5 million just from those texts. Uh, awesome. It's amazing. And then another thing I just found out yesterday that I'm, I'm going to get on the wife and we're going to do this. Um, if you got a bunch of clothes or, or old anything, I, one of the, I, I'm hearing one of the things that the biggest problem is they don't have any diapers in Haiti right now. So if you've got old diapers, old clothes, because nobody has anything, UPS will ship uh, um, $50 worth of shipping. So if you pack, pack stuff into boxes and if you're shipping it to Haiti, $50 worth of shipping free. You just If it's going to Haiti and it's normally would be $50 or less, it's free shipping. So just pull crap out of your closets, uh, whatever you got that, that you don't need or don't use, put it in a box, take it to UPS and go. That's great. I wonder if they're doing that in Canada. That's a good thing to know. Uh, I haven't heard about that one. That's great. Uh, I think that... Uh, uh, the other thing I heard was that they really need um, tents, a lot of yeah. tents, 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 and tents, because they've got nowhere to house these poor people while they, and they can't know, they're outside. And they can't yeah. go back in the buildings. Yeah. No, exactly. And the ones that do are, well, it's just it's too dangerous. It's just not a good thing. So yeah. uh, it scares me. I mean, I, we're due for earthquake here in, in, in Vancouver Island here, and, and it's just the idea of this whole Frankly, I'm sitting in one of the oldest buildings in Victoria. So <laughs> I'll Jeez. break around me. I'm kind of screwed. That's either, good or, that's either good or bad, though. Yeah, I'd is say it bad. a solid old building or is it a you know scared to walk in old building? It's an old brick building, and they're just they don't have a hope in hell if there's a earthquake, which is what we're expecting someday, sometime. So um, it's kind of scary, and I so I, I can I can imagine, you know, I, I or I, Barely, but I can imagine how horrible it must be. Anyways, well, I, I was I was here in Florida for the the four hurricanes we got in the same years, and there was a couple couple different times that we were just out of power for like two weeks in a row, and it was just hard as I can imagine. I cannot imagine if you were out of power, out of food, out of clothes, out of housing, out of everything you've ever known. It's got to be just the worst situation ever. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, just, just horrible. And in, in, in mind of uh, somewhere like Haiti, where apparently it was al- already tough, the, 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 the society was barely keeping together as is. So, anyway, it, it's, it's a horrible situation. Thoughts go out to them, and, and uh, uh, best of luck. At least everyone's there helping. I mean, it's just amazing the outreach. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. The other, the other thing I, I read about today, um, another note here is uh, there was a, a update about. Uh, search market share, and I noted that Google and Bing are both increased part of their market share, but Yahoo, AOL, and uh, Ask all dropped. Um, now, Ask being one that I, I don't hear about Ask very often these days, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess the reason it came up is because you know 
for, for a while now, they've mentioned that they're open to offers for anyone who want to buy them, but they've been pretty much turning them down, at least so the rumor, mar- rumor mill goes. But uh, with this much traction being lost on a regular basis, you got to wonder how long are people going to wait or how long can they wait to let someone buy them? At some point, they're just going to have to take what they can get. Are they are they making any money? Do you know? Is how's their revenue stream? That's How a good works? question. I, I don't know. This is kind of like a last second thing I've added, but um, I'd be surprised, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Well, we know that that the AOL is now independent again, right? They were sold off. Um, what's his name? Sold them, so they're not part of that big conglomerate anymore. And I heard something. Just last week about AOL starting to make acquisitions. They're talking about making acquisitions. So you mentioned them as being one that's kind of losing. But I think they're in a transition period right now. Well, that's good, I guess. I'm <laughs> not a big fan of AOL, but yeah. whatever. Well, there's, there's, there's lots of rumors that they're looking at buying Mashable, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I love Mashable. Yeah, exactly. Is it a good thing? Um, what is their track record like? Have they managed to keep anything afloat they bought? Um, ICQ is still around for hardcore geeks. That's true. That's true. I've got one of the, the old, old, old uh, logins for that, I think. I knew a girl, um, actually she was a girlfriend of a programmer I knew, who worked at the ICQ data centers when they first, before they were AOL, and she had a three-digit ICQ number. I was like, man, that's super geeky. <laughs> it's super geeky that we think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and I'm first to admit I'm a very happily a, a very proud geek. But uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, the next bit of news is, uh, and this is kind of cool, it's something we've talked about, mobile results, search results. I mean, it's a given. It's going to be the biggest thing coming. It's everything. Um, well, Google uh, apparently has officially rolled out geo-based results in mobiles for both iPhone and Android. So what that's going to mean is, Wherever you're based, based on your last location recognized in your uh, in your handset, it's going to give you the results closest to you. Uh, it won't tell you this is local. It's just going to happen. So you won't even know what's happening. But it's very cool. It's, I think it's a it's a uh, yet another reason people really need to make sure that their their sites are uh, have local information on them. If in fact they are uh, focused on local business, definitely. And, and another thing leaning towards. You know, the fact that your standard old search result positions are not the best metric to judge how well you're doing. As more and more people use this mobile, you know, how are you going to measure how well you're doing there? It's not going to be where you rank because, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Once again, kind of like with the, the recent personal search update. Yeah. Okay. Well, when we get back, we're just going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little more about re- real-time search, just some more details. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. 
Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamrell, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. Charles. Come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquist. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Karka, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We were just uh, talking about, let's go back to my notes here, (laughs) geo-based search results on mobiles. And uh, what uh, John put down here, I I don't know anything about this, I'm excited to hear, was that uh, Google's released some more details in real time. Yeah, actually, it was uh, through the technology review at MIT. They did an article where they recently interviewed the the Google fellow who was like the the main guy above the real-time search development for that. And they talked quite a bit in this article about, you know, how is it working? Why is it, you know, better than other things out there? And some things slipped out. Well, I don't know if they slipped out. They probably let it out on purpose. But um, the big focus is on Twitter. vast majority of the real-time search are Twitter, mainly because, you know, in the scale of things, that's where most of the real-time information is coming from right now. Um, but he, he let it be known that one of the main factors on whether or not your Twitter tweet about a topic gets listed is the number of followers you have and the number of quality followers you have. It's, and it, to me, it's a very interesting correlation. It's, and they, they called it, um, what did they call it? Oh, shoot. I'll have to look it up. It, it's almost like page rank. Um, they talked about a ranking score based on um, how social you are. And they correlated number of followers to inbound links. So the more followers you have and the higher quality those followers are, the better your your tweets are going to perform in real-time search, just like link building. So it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, if I had time, I would go to my site. I know I wrote about something when I was at the last, I think it was at SMX Advanced uh, 2009. Uh, someone was mentioning 
shoot, it was a, like social rank, except it was something else, and uh, exactly along the lines of what you were saying. And, and they actually gave a peek at that then. But, of course, it was just conjecture at the time, so it's cool to hear that it's actually happening in that way. Yeah, most definitely. And there's there's there within Twitter itself, there's uh, rankings for users. And I don't think it's public data at all, but it, Twitter has said they have quality scores basically for users because they could tell which is a really active and quality user versus, you know, some bot out there just, you know, like I've got a Twitter account that that's all it is. It's a it's a feed, and I put like thirty blogs in there. And it, every time one of those blogs posts, it puts a tweet. You know, it, I'm not doing it for any other reason than have a nice collection of places where people put these things. Um, that's not a real quality account in Twitter. Well, my personal one that has a lot of real followers or real conversations is going to be judged and graded much better. Yeah, actually, here it is. Uh, well, at least part of it. Marissa Meyer from uh, Google mentioned uh, updater rank. She she just threw that out there, but I'm sure it's already caught on uh, in some circles, anyways. Um, so, you know, apparently, uh, this uh, real time results are going to be based on what well, they are based on language modeling, the profile of the user that appear, you know, and and how often they retweeted or replied, that kind of thing. So, essentially, how interactive they are. Um, the authoritativeness, which is based on the quality of their followers, there it is. Yep. Um, and uh, I guess again, you know, making that makes sense. You know, mix that with how often they're being replied to and retweeted. That that says a lot about who it is. Definitely. And uh, that way, spammers are easily cut out of the mix. Plus, so historic. Yeah, and, but but now I've personally I've got a little bit of I'm trying to trying to get my head around. All these people out there talking about trying to game real time search, and, and and I'd love to hear your opinion, Ross, because I don't think it's valuable. Why would you game real time search, especially if it's something that's like if you if there's information about the earthquake in Haiti, for example, for example, there's going to be some scummy SEO out there that's going to try to game that and get get in there as much as possible. Um, it just makes me. I'm tired. Of, you know, after all these years of doing this, it's like what another thing. Come I, on. <laughs> but, but what I'm seeing, at least, and maybe some people use this differently. And but when I'm in there, and I'm looking at the real time search results. I'm reading them right there. Uh, it's very. It's not very often that I'm going to click through to anything. Um, I'm looking to see what people are saying right there. Occasionally, maybe if somebody retweets something from somebody I recognize, I might click through to it. But most of the time. I'm just absorbing that content as it scrolls through. So, how is gaming it? Is it does it, does it generate a lot of traffic for people? Do you know anybody that's gaming it or, or getting results from it from a traffic perspective? I don't. I don't. I think it, it rings a bell that I think someone's talked about it, but nothing that's really nothing's wowed me. I mean, and if and, it, and there's no way to really wow me. I don't think if someone could really game it, it would be fixed in what ten minutes. Oh, easy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an easy tweak. And, yeah, I really don't see the point in it either. Um, you know, one thing I, I kind of occurred to me, which is kind of cool, is you know how Google's big into personalization? Well, what about personalizing the feed, like the real-time search based on your account on Twitter, like based based on your followers to some degree? I wonder that's, they'd have to connect the dots somehow, but that would be kind of neat. That's true. You know, so that your followers get most the most exposure um well i suppose it's not meant to be that way but it, it's an intriguing thought i think you could definitely take take a you know a snapshot of the person and their social grid on twitter and the people that link to them and they link to or follow and they follow and you could build a general 
profile about the interests of that person, like they do on personal search, and do it that way. I don't think it'd be one of those things where you say, "Well, we'll just add this guy's followers into his stuff." It'd have to be more, much more general, I think. Otherwise, Twitter itself would be kind of upset because you never need to go to Twitter because all your friends are already on Google. <laughs> <laughs> and Google wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a, I think it's an interesting idea if you profile somebody based based on the relationships they already have built themselves. That, that's that's got potential. Well, yeah, and you think about it. I mean, Google's already profiling you to tell that you're going to um, watch Ross Dunn. Well, they're going there an awful lot. Um, and perhaps they can even tell by some signifier that you've logged in. I mean, there's certain ways that seem pretty obvious to connect the dots. But, uh, I mean, I know it, it crosses privacy barriers, but, you know, to some degree, I don't know. Hey, yeah, it's intriguing. I'd like to – let's have a cigar and think about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go over it. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty fascinating. Um the other thing, I had something else that was on my tip of my, my tongue there, but um, Google and China facing off. Love this. Oh, man, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't know all the story. I mean, I think you, you could probably read a lot into it, but um, essentially uh, Google's fairly convinced that some hacking that was done on their website was uh, done with the knowledge of the Chinese government because obviously they, they do put a bit of espionage or, or spying whoever that uh, their users and stuff and and Google's threatened to, to take off. What I read was that the hack was targeting specifically to try and find out information about Chinese dissidents. So mm. they they and whether they can they have a direct chain back to the Chinese government, but who else would want to know about Chinese dissidents? So to me. There's a pretty clear cut. Yeah, that seems like that's what they were doing. Yeah, and and, and Greg Sterling did a good, a good little summary of it on on Search Engine Land to, uh, yesterday, and it's yeah, it's it's true. I mean, it's 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 an open. There's there's no secret that they conduct espionage. So you know, Google's just like, uh, like we've had enough of this, but so we're talking about leaving. And China, uh, I love this, the People's Daily called Google a spoiled child, quote-unquote. <laughs> well, you know, I, I actually, when I first found this, a really good article was uh, here on Webmaster Radio's blog. Jim Hedger wrote a really good just recap of the whole thing um, for me, and that's kind of that's where I got my first taste of this whole thing going on. So there's a lot of good people writing about this. If, cool. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen one of Jim's articles in a while. It'd be a good read. Um, and this is a Bloomberg report says this, quote unquote, the Chinese government administers the Internet according to law. And we have explicit stipulations over what content can be spread on the Internet. Uh, foreign ministry spokesman Yan Yu said at a regular briefing in Beijing today, Chinese law prohibits hacking and other forms of online attacks. She said, declining to say whether that law also applies to state agencies. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what, what a place. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk about what this means, though. Let's say, first of all, Google pulls out of China. That is a huge chunk of revenue. China's Internet base is is growing dramatically. It's huge to begin with, and it's growing very fast. Um, they pull out. Okay, that that's a huge, huge um, win for Baidu, of course. But what does that do for the uh, Binghu or Yahoo Bing? <laughs> Mergers. Yabing? Yabing. <laughs> that does sound much more uh, uh, like it would fit in China. Yabing versus Bing. Yabing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know what? I don't think anyone would lose except Google. I mean, really, the Chinese government doesn't give a damn. Um, I'm sure they'd lose some money, but it's not like they really care that much about what their citizens are saying, I would think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if they are upset that Chinese, uh, that Google's gone, they're going to go, well, you know, they weren't fitting in. So tough. And, and they're calling their bluff. They're calling Google's bluff. Yeah, it's very – and I'll tell you, it's interesting. Um, just um, Thursday of last week, I was at a conference call. I have a client in China. Um, pretty national, a national brand here in the U.S. who has a, some, some stuff they're doing in China, and um, I've talked about this in the past. You know about we we, we have discussions about you know, uh, you know if they're if they're censoring the engines, how's that going to affect you? Um, is Badu really a, a big deal? Um, the information that they're trying to censor in the engines anyway, I'm told is. That's not where people go to get it to begin with. There are so many ways for people to get online and get this information. The engines are probably the one of the last resorts they go to. Um, so when it comes to censoring the engines from the people in the country, it's not that big a deal. To Google, they're pissed because they're getting censored. China wants to censor because they want control. So it's really about these big powerhouses fighting. It's not going to impact the people using the Internet there that much at all, I don't believe. <laughs> So it's kind of an empty threat on Google's part then. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to answer – I think we've got a, a few more questions uh, we wanted to go over here. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Kirkut, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And we've got a few more minutes here left in this uh, this show, but we I don't know. Which which of these questions do you think we should go with here, John? They're, some of them are pretty hefty. Uh, yeah, they are. Um, I actually had the, this question asked to me t- today, or, or maybe it was yesterday. I'm losing track of time, but the... Is it better to rank for a generic phrase or a long tail phrase? Um, what's your take on that, Ross? Well, is it better? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 generic phrase is going to get you potentially a lot of traffic. Let's say it's a number one ranking. But how often will that convert? I mean, just how much of that traffic is going to bounce? How much of it's really going to get you the, the kind of business you want? Whereas a long tail is going to. In, in general, if you've got a really good long tail, it can be almost 90% conversions. These are people who are 100% definitely looking for your service. So I would say it's it's better to – if you had to pick between the two, it's better to go for long tail and a lot of long tail. I, I used to think exactly the same thing. And I, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I, I still do for the most part. However um, – I've been working with some clients where they're demanding generic phrases be ranked, and you know I'm pushing the long tail, pushing the long tail, and they've been giving me some some pretty interesting things to think about, and I've and I've really decided that there's there's some very good reasons to go after generic phrases, um, mainly as a support role for your long tail, so. Let's say you wanted to um, rank for, you know, your client says, I want to be number one for shoes. Um, And you know they're selling, you know, Nike brand tennis shoes, and they've got a lot of great long tail phrases you can do with shoes. Um, You're going to convert much better on your long tail phrases. But if you do build build that ranking for shoes, what you're doing is putting some authority behind that phrase and behind that segment on your site. So if you build authority on your site for shoes, it's going to boost all of your long tail phrases in that category. So you might not get the traffic you want from the term shoe. You might get tons of traffic from the term shoes, but you might not get the conversions. But what that term is going to do is going to get you much better ranking and probably more rankings for your long tail phrases related to shoes because you're building authority on that site for that term. So when people ask me this today, I'm like, you don't want to pick between the two. You want to do them both. At your top-level pages of your site, your home page, your category pages, you want to target those more generic category-level type of, of words and use that as a support phrase, an authority-building phrase, to give your long-tail phrases much more strength. Now, if we kick in, <laughs> kick in some reality, though, uh, I think that's wonderful. I mean, it, there's no question you know, that that would make sense. But how often can a person go for shoes? <laughs> you know? Uh, you, if you can rank for shoes, you're doing great anyway. So, But if, if someone's, if someone's going to say, you know, I want you to rank my site for the term shoes, and you have an unlimited budget to do that. Okay. You know, All right, fair enough. <laughs> I wish that happened more often. <laughs> yeah, a small business is not going to have the resources to rank for those marquee terms, most likely. But if, but if you do have the resources to try to rank for a marquee term, you know, if you have to choose between ranking for a marquee term or ranking for a hundred long tail phrases, and you have the resources to do either one, 
do the, do, do the marquee term, and if you have the right architecture in your site and your pages are built and are targeted, that marquee term is going to pass weight and, and strength to those, those long tails. And you know what? It brings up a good dynamic that I'd like to remind the audience of, and that is John and, and, and MediaWiz, they're, it's fair to say they're more focused on the medium to large companies. And at Stepforth here, I'm more focused on small businesses and some medium-sized businesses. So it, it, I, I like that dynamic because, like you're saying, you know, for me, a person with uh, unlimited budgets, not even possible, really. I mean, yeah, me either. Actually, I wish I could get unlimited budgets. <laughs> or even really close. I mean, <laughs> you know, my budgets are, are good, but they're not, not and they're nothing compared to a, a, what a large company can put forward. And, and this discussion, Ross, brings up a good point too. You know, that question alone is it better to rank for generic or long tail? And many questions when you're dealing with SEO, you're going to have a different answer based on the market you're trying to reach, the client you're working with, you know, budgetary some, something as simple as that, resources you have available. Um, it, it, those questions seem simple, but they're never simple. Yeah, it's very true. Well, thanks a lot. That's another great show, man. Yeah. Always a pleasure. And so on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz. Uh, my uh, Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn. And yours, John? At John Carcutt. And uh, thanks for joining us. Remember, our show is 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, every Monday. So tune in and... Uh, We'll see you next week. Yeah, you can get us on iTunes, too. Don't forget that. Uh, yes. Bye, guys. Saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today.